Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Something Cinematic, the movie and television podcast where we talk about what we've recently been watching. This is episode number forty-four, I believe. I always forget. Is it? Why do you always lead into like what episode it is, and we never know what I know. episode it is? Well, it's forty-four, I think. Okay, right. yeah, so it might right. be a good idea to start writing this stuff <laughs> down. Right. Never, whatever. It's forty-four. <laughs> if only there were a website where this information right. was available. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So, like I mentioned, my name is George Lopez, and I'm the host here with Mike Gonzalez, as always. How you doing? We have a very special guest with us today. Um, we're going to talk about comic book movies. So it just felt right to get Rick Diaz on the show. So say hi, Rick. Hey, hey. Good hi. to see everybody. Rick's, Rick's making his podcast debut. Yeah, so, popping yeah. the cherry. Yeah, this is it. popping the cherry. <laughs> so, um, so before we get started, guys, I just want to let you know that you can find all of our episodes on, and our episode numbers to make sure you're on the right one uh, at somecinema.com. And uh, you can also find us on iTunes. So all right. So this episode, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about comic book movies and Deadpool. And uh, we just watched it this afternoon. It was my second time watching it, but it's your first time, Rick. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah. It, it was a big movie, big box office hit. So we're going to go ahead and jump into that in just a second. But before we do that, let's get to know Rick a little bit. Okay. Right. So Rick, like I mentioned, you're a big comic book movie fan. Yeah. And just a, a, a movie fan in general. Would you say that? Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So to give our, our audience uh, an idea of like what kind of movies you're into and stuff like that, uh, we'd like to ask our guests what their favorite movie is. So you could only watch one movie oh, for the rest wow. of your life. What would it be? Wow. I had this uh, this whole like answer prepared. And yeah. Yeah. Well, just because like I don't know if there is one because like I, I, I do like uh, watching you know a lot of movies and and I get I think just depending on like whatever the climate is or like like whatever is just uh, I don't know being released at the time like I just kind of get stuck in that genre of well, movies right yeah um so I don't know if I have one but if I had to pick one mm-hmm. I don't know like I'm a big Star Wars nut as well right mm-hmm. so that's that's my nerd moment right but so I like really like um the Empire Strikes Back like I yeah. think is is a pretty awesome film I mean like. For generally, like I think the Star Wars franchise did an, an amazing job, um, and even with the, the latest release, right? But mm-hmm. I don't know. Empire Strikes Back, I think, is like was especially at, at the time that they were all released, and, and I am old enough <laughs> to remember that. But like you know, it was just very dramatic and 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 uh, very impactful, and and it, I think like a key cog in the whole you know Star Wars franchise. So yeah, yeah that, I think that one probably sticks out more than the others. Yeah, and not only this just Star Wars franchise, obviously just one of the cinematic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the highly highest rated, highest regarded movies of all time. So it's a great yeah. choice. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, obviously, you you also love watching television shows and stuff like that. I know you're a big Walking Dead fan, but what would you say is your favorite TV show? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would go Walking Dead um, again. And it's funny because like. Um, I, I maybe like most viewers, right? Like I tend to binge watch a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Just because like I, I need to make it fit in my schedule. But but yeah, Walking Dead, I think by far, really? by far, yeah. But Walking Dead is like, yeah, that's that's my show. Yeah. Um, uh, like truly, and it's funny because like when I first started watching it, I, like maybe a season and a half had passed when I when I when it finally caught my attention, like where where curiosity took over, and I was just like, you know what? Let me check out what the show is about. And then since then, like, I've been obsessed with everything <laughs> yeah. zombie, right. right? And so, I mean, I think it even makes sense. Like, so my son and I went out and bought the first couple of graphic novels, and we actually got through the first one. And so, you know, so it's actually even 
born born out of that comic book genre as well, right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm a huge, huge Walking Dead fan. Nice, very nice. So, so what about? I mean, you, you already said like obviously, uh, Empire Strikes Back is your favorite movie, but like why? Like why do you think it's your favorite movie? What about it? Like really resonates with you? Um, I, I think um, the whole shock factor that is part of that movie. Um, also, like kind of like. It was very intentionally made as a second part in a in a three part series, right in a trilogy, right. And so, at the end of that movie, you know, if you're rooting for you know the quote unquote good side, you're 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 kind of left on on a cliff where you don't really know what's going to happen. I, and also, just at the time, there wasn't very many movies uh, that were like that. You know, yeah. I think even the actors themselves, right? If you listen, you know, to some of their experiences with that movie and with that script and where they weren't really sure what they were doing or, 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 you know, like what they were making, you uh-huh. know what I mean? And so, and then just, I, I don't know, like the impact that it, that it had on, on, on popular culture. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause we're talking about a movie that was made, you know, over 30 years ago and we're, you know, it's still so impactful. I mean, I know like, you know, like I can put it on and my son will sit through it. You know right. what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, it's just one of those, those movies that kind of just transcends time. Yeah. I mean, and even like, uh, like, you know, like, the, some of the special effects and all that, they, like they were inventing it right yeah. at the time, right? And I mean, like they, it just didn't exist prior to that. So, like I remember, like you know, as as a kid watching that and just like my eyes trying to absorb what was mm-hmm. happening on mm-hmm. the screen, and it was yeah. just like, whoa, this is completely new um, and something you know none of us had ever seen before. Right, definitely. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? Um, as a huge. Uh Star Wars fan, what do you think the new one ranks? The Force Awakens. You know what? And it's actually so. This, you know, we kind of talked about uh, this prior to even us getting together tonight, right? But like, I, you know, I thought they did a really good job of going back to some of like the rawness, the, the grit of the original trilogy, and re- and really trying to stay true to kind of what uh, Star Wars is, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, making it like. You know, I know Lucas wasn't involved, but like making it like a Lucas type film, right? Yeah. And so to, to, you know, like to see it, like I wanted, I wanted, like I wanted it to be something that stood with the other films, yeah. right? And so, you know, like the, the, when they rebooted, you know, the second trilogy and that first one was, mm. you know, I always say with the Jar Jar Binks, right? Was kind <laughs> of like, yeah, like I just think that they missed their target audience, yeah. right? They, and I think they, uh, went for a, a younger audience and mm-hmm. there was a lot of like dedicated Star Wars fans that were I think a little bit disappointed mm-hmm. with that and so when they are now launching uh, this trilogy I thought they, I thought they were really true to like the Star Wars feel yeah right and 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 making sure that it, it's in line with the majority of the the previous films yeah definitely yeah we mm-hmm. talked about it before in the last episode too I, I totally agree with that it was a really great movie yeah, yeah. For sure. All right. So, um, like we mentioned, we kind of briefly talked right now about uh, uh, you. You mentioned The Walking Dead, which is obviously uh, in a genre of like comic books, kind of uh, media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, something that was translated into uh, film or television. So, we're gonna talk about Deadpool, but before we get into that, we just kind of wanted to see, you know, talk about like what our favorite comic book movies are, you know, because there's so many right now. They're huge right now, right? I mean, they're dominating the box office, you know, every year. Mm. So like, what would you guys say as of right now, there's been, there have been so many movies put out in the last like, what, eight years or so? Um, what would you say is your favorite movie thus far? 
Mike, we'll start with you. Mike, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Avengers, I think, is kind of the the first Avengers film is kind of a high watermark for that series for yeah. me personally. Mm-hmm. Just kind of that that idea of them making individual movies mm-hmm. for all the different superheroes, and then. <clears throat> making a movie that just depended on your knowledge of those, your previous knowledge of all of those characters in their own separate movies yeah. that you can just start it off and everybody knows who Thor is and everybody knows who Captain America is mm-hmm. and then to launch off on whatever they're going to do together yeah. and and Joss Whedon is so good at like that kind of interpersonal character work and and there was so much of that in that series just like seeing Robert Downey Jr. play off of uh off of Chris Evans mm-hmm. as Captain America. It was so great. Yeah. I really loved that. But I honestly, like, when I think of, like, comic book movies that like, that really, really stick with me, uh, it's, like, kind of off-the-wall stuff, like Road to Perdition, which you don't really think about, or A History of mm-hmm. Violence, which are both comic book... I mean, they were both based on comic books Yeah, that are also, like, really, really good movies in their own right. Definitely. Yeah, that's totally a great point. Yeah. 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 So you, you would say Avengers is probably like your favorite. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah. yeah. What would be your, like your most disappointing movies so far? That would be the second Avengers movie. Yes. Interesting. I knew you were going to say Age of Ultron, right? Age of Ultron. Yeah. 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 That was kind of, I feel like that they were on a runaway train trying to fit all of this stuff from the Marvel universe into that. Yeah. yeah. And it just didn't work for me. No, I, I totally agree. Like just Avengers was like, just in general, one of the most exciting movies I've ever watched in my entire life. Because mm. yeah, like you said, it, it, you know, it was this humo- it's this humongous project with all these movies setting up this hu- this one event, right? This is it was all like Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, and you know the first two Iron Man, uh, Thor, um, Incredible Hulk, like all this stuff that was just to set up this one movie, right? Mm. And I was not let down at all. Like I, it was just one of the most exciting, fun movies I've ever watched in my entire life, and. It, and as a big Joss Whedon fan, I think that kind of added an extra layer of excitement and, and, you know, and I guess funness, if that's a word, but like, uh-huh. you know, so like, it's not, it's not, <laughs> but I'm going to use it as one. But yeah. anyway, like, but yeah, like for me, Avengers was just like the, at the, the top tier of the uh, comic book movies for me. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Or not The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, The Dark Knight. I, definitely, yeah. So That like, was one where I could not have gone into that film with any higher expectations. I yeah. know our friend Fola, a mutual friend of ours, is yeah. like a huge Batman guy. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's all about Batman. And so that was like, he was hyping that hit leading into it. And the first movie, Batman Begins, was really good. Mm-hmm. So I, like that, I, I walked into that movie as hyped as any movie I've seen, you know, prior to Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I walked out, I remember walking out of the theater next to him and saying, like, that lived up to every expectation it was, I had. It was pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. Heath Ledger was insane in that. Like, yeah. how could he... Yeah, I mean, and, and, it's, and I was actually th- thinking about this the other day where it's like, and so this is like outside of the eight-year limit, I think you just... No, But I'm saying like, so Jack Nicholson, I think, did a tremendous right. job, right? With that home, you know, it, it was kind of weird the Michael Keaton casting of uh, the original, well, of mm-hmm. the, the the reboot of the Batman uh, movies, right? But Jack Nicholson did such an amazing job as a yeah. Joker, and it was one of those things where, like, you know, you didn't think it was possible for a, another person to play the Joker any better. And then exactly. until you saw the Heath Ledger rendition of that, and you were like. Holy cow, did there was he just like, pull that off? There was outrage when he was cast. Just yeah. because of the idea that, that Jack Nicholson's performance was so iconic. Yeah. Even outside of like comic book and genre and yeah, stuff yeah, like that, yeah. just a, it's a famous yeah. performance. Exactly. Yeah. That that Heath Ledger could do it. And he obviously, uh, he passed before the movie. Was, was he alive when the movie released? Even? No. 
No. That was like, yeah, and he was nominated posthumously for an Academy Award for right, yeah. a performance in a comic movie, which is unusual. Yeah. So, Rick, yeah. what would you say is your favorite uh, comic book movie? So, so, it, it, so this one's funny, right? Because, and, and again, because, uh, so this, this is, a, and, and, and just to kind of bring the audience up to speed, right? So, like, my son and I, like, this is, like, where we bond a lot over is because, like, it's, like, my love for this genre and that's something that we can connect to mm-hmm. with with my son. And so we're constantly having these conversations of, like, you know, who's your favorite superhero and, like, what's your favorite movie and, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so it's 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 actually ideal right now because, you know, I've, I've had these conversations. I have these lists, right, mm-hmm. um, already prepared. And so f- for my favorite one... So it's hard to argue with, I think, the, the Dark Knight, and, and, and I think we're going to get into this a little bit later, but I think that the whole Dark Knight series, that trilogy, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. definitely changed the way the movies are being made, uh, particularly yeah. with this genre. I think that the way, I mean, even not titling it Batman, they titled, you know, it was the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I think that it did a, a lot for uh, the industry and how these movies were going to be made, right? Yeah. But so having said all that, it's actually a comic that I didn't read uh, growing up that I really, really enjoyed the movie was, uh, I know you're a fan, George, of one of the actors uh, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Oh, I man. really, I, I mean, I just pleasantly surprised. Right. I was like when I walked in and maybe it's because I had like no expectations, mm-hmm. right? Or, or, or not high expectations at least, but like I just kind of wanted to see and uh, what it was all about and. I just remember thinking, like, wow, mm-hmm. they did a really good job with that movie. Yeah. And 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 admittedly, like, I don't like, I don't have a lot of background with the Guardians, but I think that's a really good movie. I think it's a really fun movie. I like it. I think they did a really good job of of not only like combining the action with also like there's there's some comedy there, right? There's yeah, some, there's some opportunities yeah. to laugh. Um, and it, so I just thought it was a really enjoyable film. Definitely. That's actually a great selection. And, and yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit uh, later as far as, you know, when we get into the conversation about comic book movies in general and how mm-hmm. we feel about it and the direction they're heading yeah. into. Um, but yeah, that, I totally agree that that's one of those that kind of changed what's possible in that genre, right? Yeah, exactly. So that, that's, yeah, we'll definitely touch on that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Rick, what would you say is your least favorite comic book movie uh, so far? So, I don't know. I mean, and there's, and unfortunately, there's quite a few yeah. <laughs> uh, to choose from. It is, yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, this, I, and again, because of the affinity I have with this character, uh, I was disappointed in the second floor. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I just, I just thought, and again, I, th- I think it was just trying to do too much, mm-hmm. you know, and so, yeah, I mean, that one, I just, Especially because you know when they when they were introducing the Thor character, it's like okay, like how are they gonna do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's an Asgardian, you know, like how are they gonna make this mesh with like yeah. you know our current quote unquote current reality, right? And so I, and I thought actually in the first movie they did a, a, a good job of kind of bringing him into the fold, mm-hmm. and then with the second one, it, it just I don't know, it just was just like what's going on here, you mm-hmm. know. And so I was, I was a little disappointed with the second Thor. And, but again, it's, it's also because like, you know, I really like Thor as a character. I really yeah. like Thor as, as a superhero. And, and so, yeah, I just wish that they had done a better job. And I actually, um, I am interested in kind of what their plans are for him as a standalone character yeah. moving forward. Well, I yeah. know they have pretty big plans for, uh, I think it's called Ragnarok, the next yeah. Thor movie is going to be called. And, from what I've heard, it's going to be like kind of a turning point for the entire Marvel universe. It's good. So that'll be, it's gonna be that'll pretty be, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so, so that'll be that'll that'll be I mean that'll be interesting to see just because this one just kind of just felt disjointed and it felt yeah. like they were again they were just kind of do trying to do a whole lot yeah. in that in that movie and I, and I just I think they I don't know they just kind of missed an opportunity. All right, now we got all that out the way. I guess we're going to talk <laughs> about our our our, our feature presentation, which mm-hmm. is uh, Deadpool. I love you, Wade Wilson. We can fight this. You're right. Cancer's only my liver, lungs, prostate, and brain. All things I can live without. What if I told you we can make you better? You're a fighter. We can give you abilities most men only dream of. Make you a superhero. You just promise you'll do right by me, so I can do right by someone else. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. One thing that never survives this place is a sense of humor. Uh, we'll see about that, Pop Spice. Oh, come on. You gonna leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell? Hey, yeah, I wanna shoot, baby. Yeah. Right, so like I mentioned, we talked, we actually just watched this recently. It was my second time watching it. Um, I watched it last week. Uh, Mike, You've checked it out twice already, or how many? Times? No, just just once. just one time. I was gonna go see it yesterday, prepare for this, but I yeah. ended up not being able to. Yeah. So, uh, so Deadpool, like we mentioned, is like a humongous, surprisingly box office hit mm-hmm. uh, this year. You know, and it's been doing amazing. And uh, it just crossed three hundred million domestic. That's insane. It, which is yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, and I think, and you know, and I think, I mean, because obviously Hollywood listens uh, to the. You know the almighty dollar, right? And yeah. so I think that it's also going to steer, you know, f- future productions and like the way that movies are made because yeah. of the success of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, so the the thing that's kind of interesting about it too is it was directed by Tim Miller, uh, who's making his directorial debut, which is insane to think about because he's only made a couple of short films in the past. Mm-hmm. So I, but he's worked on other projects. You know, right? Right? He's like he's 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 like a like a special effects guy too he's working on a couple of movies Mm -hmm. and you know he's written he's helped in writing a couple of movies but he's not i looked at i I looked at his imdb page and uh there wasn't much listed there yeah but i know he also like he worked on kick-ass he worked in some capacity on the film kick-ass and and a few other movies uh, thor Mm 2 i think was one of them yeah uh, which is not not incredibly impressive, but Kickass actually kind of yeah I, I is kind of a lead one. into exactly. this. Exactly, in it's way. like it's yeah exactly it's a perfect lead into something like this, and uh, that's you can definitely compare the two, right? Yeah, because I think they're so. they're those kind of movies, those comic book movies that kind of uh, take a chance, you know, and and they're they're, they're a little and more they're kind graphic. Of, they're and, riffs on comic book exactly, movies and that's the thing I was going to talk about too, because obviously. More than likely, you've if you're listening, you've you've watched the trailer, right? So they're definitely advertising this as a different kind of comic book movie, right? So it's supposed to be funnier. Obviously, it's rated R. Yeah. So you know, it's going to be more graphic and all those things that sometimes people wish they would incorporate into some of the Marvel movies. You yeah. Know? Um, well, you, I mean, even the the aspect where you know the main character Deadpool is breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, continuously throughout the movie, where yeah. where is 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 something that you know we haven't seen before. Right, like he's the only comic book movie character doing that actually. Yeah. Right, right. So, 
So I mean, well, I guess we'll go, we'll just we'll get into the whole comparison of Kick Ass and all the other stuff yeah. later. But just in general, like, what do you guys think about the movie, Rick? What did you think? So, so for me, like, I enjoyed it, right? Like, I liked it. I, I think I think overall, like, I would recommend it, right? I had I did have um, higher expectations for it, or or I should say I had high expectations for it, and I think that it met it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked that it was an edgier movie. I knew that it was a rated R movie going into it. I like the Deadpool character, you know, to begin with, you know, before I think even, uh, you know, most of America found out who Deadpool was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was enjoyable to see that brought to the big screen, right? Like I, I really, I really, and I, and I really would recommend the movie. I think I, I thought, you know, like I probably laughed more during this movie than most comedies that I've seen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was as much humor. I mean, the only, the only other, uh, superhero movie that I could say that for me anyway, personally, that had as much humor or, or maybe even approached it in, in that aspect would be the, the Guardians of right. the Galaxy, right? I mean, other than that, there's really not a, uh, a whole lot of other ones that are like, you know, that, that have that many opportunities. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Cool. Mike, what did you think? Yeah, uh, I really liked it. And it, to, to go off your point, I mean, this movie's like aggressively comedic. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the humor in this movie didn't land with me, but there's so much of it that what did land with me is like more than what's in every other comic movie, essentially. Uh, I Yeah, I really liked it. I went to it also expecting, you know, we know it's an R-rated film. People talk about it being an R-rated film. I didn't quite expect it to be this R-rated. Right. And that impressed me in a way that they had the balls, essentially, to do what they were doing. I mean, there's, like, some really kind of funny, interesting sex scenes in this movie. Yeah. Or, like, specifically one long, drawn-out sex scene that is, like, grossly inappropriate for children. (laughs) But I I kind of love that it did that. that Like, they're kind of aware that the audience is, is adults now and... And that they can do something like this that approaches the character in a different way. Uh, yeah, I really, really like the movie. I love the way they uh, they treated the X-Men that they brought into the, yeah. the movie. Yeah. I mean, in a weird way, with with as much as the uh, Avengers series, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is building a kind of a comic book type thing where the characters cross over and they have their own things and join together to uh, go on adventures this felt like the most comic booky because that's what happens in comic books. You have like a superhero who just like joins up with two other superheroes mm-hmm. randomly yeah. every now and then. Like if something goes wrong, they call in other superheroes. And, yeah. and and that's always been a question with the other Marvel series. Like if Captain America has a problem, like why doesn't he go to Iron Man? We mm-hmm. just saw them a movie ago hanging out and, and trying to solve a problem together. Like, why are they all solving their problems individually in their own movies when mm-hmm. when they have super friends around them? Yeah. And this movie, like, essentially, just, like, they're aware of that. They're mm-hmm. aware of, like, he's got a problem that he can't solve on his own, so he goes and gets two X-Men to help yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and so just to add on to so one of the things that I really enjoyed about it was that that it is targeted to adults, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of, I mean, it's nice when you have a movie and, and it's kind of a family movie and, and it works for both audiences, right? Mm-hmm. But I I feel like we you know like it's the industry is saturated with those movies right that you can like I can take my son to these uh, like any of these Marvel movies or yeah like now the DC comics right they are, mm-hmm. are 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 kind of you know trying to match what Marvel's doing right but it's nice to have this movie where it's it's targeted you know for adults right mm-hmm. like and so that. You know, like we we know coming into this, or I'm, I'm sure even during the production of this, it's going to be an, uh, an R-rated movie, mm-hmm. and so like there is blood, right? There is you know gore, there is guts, there's you know, 
and not not obscenely so, but like, but it is, you know, you. It's it's nice to to have that where it's like okay we're dealing with a a, a mature audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah, I, I I dug it. You know, like I'm kind of uh, on the opposite side as far as expectations were as you, Rick, because I didn't love the advertisements. It kind of turned me off of the movie actually. Um, and so when I went into the movie, I had low expectations, but mm-hmm. it actually exceeded my expectations, right? Um, and I think a lot of it is just because I just didn't like the way it was advertised as far as like. It just, it was just too much of, we're different. What, you know, watch us because we're so different and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, like, look at me. I'm so funny and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, like, come on, enough already, you know? Um, <laughs> to be fair, that is the movie. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. So when I watched the movie and they actually did a really good job of handling that stuff and it was very clever. Like, I didn't expect it to be as clever with the humor as it, you know, as, you know, as I expected it to be. Um, so it was very clever with all the humor and everything. And I love how it would like just commented on itself and the genre mm. quite often, but like in clever ways, right? Because it always, like the movie always commented on every, like at times where the audience might say that or think that in their head, right? Mm. Where it's like, Oh, you know, when he goes over to, to the, uh, Xavier school, forgive the kids, right? And he goes, <laughs> and of course, who answered the door? But like, you know, and it's like, and, and then you hear Colossus in the back and he's like, Oh, I guess like, it's funny. You guys live in this big ass house, but you're the only two people that are ever around. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's almost like the studio couldn't like afford. couldn't afford any other <laughs> X-Men. And yeah. it's like, it's funny because you, I was, I was honestly thinking about that at that moment, uh-huh. you know, and so it's so funny how it plays on that, you know, mm. so it kind of helps. The audience, like, along, it kind of, like, pulls you along, like, oh, yeah, no, they know exactly, like, you know, what they're doing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. They're not trying to, they're not trying to trick you or anything like that. And, you know, we're not going to get into spoiler, spoilers and things like that, but, uh, Rick, near, you know, at the end of the movie, I mean, obviously, usually when you watch a comic book movie, there's always in the last act, there's always this huge, big, giant action set piece kind of thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously you didn't like it. Right. Yeah. But I think the whole movie is it's making fun of all that kind of like cliche stuff as the movies go along, all these comic book movies. So I feel like that is kind of part of it, too, where it's like, of course, they're also going to have this giant, humongous CGI set piece kind of thing, Mm. because it's like it's kind of what the whole movie is. Every act and every every uh, beat that they hit is cliche right. but it comments on it at the same time so it's like for me it was like it makes sense that they did that you know so that's that's kind of one of the why i another reason why i enjoy the movie is because like it knows what it's doing it it uh was very clever in the way it presented all these like the storyline and everything like that i i wish the uh obviously the um what's her name monica Baccarin? I can I, I, marina Baccarin, marina Baccarin, of firefly fame who's awesome right but like people have been critical about her role as far as just like because she's that stereotypical woman in distress that sex object all that shit uh-huh. right but then for me like i guess i was thinking about that too but then it was like what well, kind of makes sense because they even commented immediately in the from the credits you know from the mm-hmm. opening credits you seeing like the way they're presenting everyone that's going to be in a movie and all that stuff it's like 
it's making kind of fun of it already. Which was a great touch, by the right. way. Yeah, and I, it was I a thought perfect, so, too. It was and, a perfect lead-in to what to expect enough for the whole yeah. movie. Yeah, and like actually, a, it requires some scene. sacrifice because they, you, as an actor, you negotiate that in your contract. Your mm-hmm. top, how you're billed in the beginning of the mm-hmm. film and where you're billed and yeah. at what point among the billings you land. So to have none of the actors or directors or anybody actually billed in the beginning of the film, yeah. that's like, a, it's cool. It shows a buy-in among mm-hmm. the, the, the cast. Yeah. So, I mean, in general, like... I really enjoyed the movie. I think it's really cool. Uh, I recommend it to people too. Uh, it's definitely an interesting installment into the genre. So what do you guys think how, how this is going to impact comic book movies in general? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and you have to take into consideration that stuff like this has been done kind of in the past, right? When you go even go back to like Batman directed by Tim Burton, mm-hmm. where he, you know, it's very dark, uh, but in a different way, right? And then, cause for the most part, when you think comic book movies, you think fun, lovable characters, the, bad, the good guy always wins, and it's like kind of bubblegum kind of action movies, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, but then obviously like Tim Burton had his kind of version of the Batman series, and then Christopher Nolan also did the same thing, darker, but in more, you know, obviously like edgier, uh, dip, mm-hmm. edgier way of, of presenting that material. And then, you know, there's movies like, Watchmen and Kick-Ass and I think Kick-Ass like we mentioned briefly before is more of a uh, probably the best example or you know of, of those kind of movies that you can compare it to right because Kick-Ass definitely commented on that genre in itself throughout the entire movie right however the difference between that is that when you watch the first half of Kick-Ass it's very funny and and, and it's like making fun of it but then the second half of the movie actually transitions into it Mm-hmm. And it gets dark and serious, you know. Whereas this movie, like, stayed firm yeah, on what it what it was trying to do, right? Yeah. And I also think there's a difference when you're talking about something like Kick Ass, which was an independent, uh, independently produced comic. I, I don't know if it was Image or mm-hmm. or Dark Horse or something like that, but it was it was not one of the big two. Like, yeah. there's something special about the big two, DC and Marvel, that when their movies are released, like, you know, that's special. Yeah. Like when Marvel's releasing a film or those properties, because those properties are, they hold them in very high regard and they're very careful about how they let their characters and whatnot be portrayed. Yeah, yeah how they're being film. portrayed, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you can you could try something more edgy when you're doing a comic movie like Kick-Ass because you're dealing with someone like, I forget the name of the writer, I'm actually not a fan of his. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Mark Miller. Yeah. He also did... Uh, Crap. He, there's, he's done some other independent comics that have been turned into movies as well. But uh, the, there's something about like those Marvel and DC ones that they're kind of sacred and they're treated as such by their films. And this is kind of the first time we've seen one of those properties from the big two mm-hmm. be treated in the way that we're seeing it now. Right. Like with a lot of sex and violence and, and things that they're usually very uncomfortable showing on screen. Mm-hmm. So and that's... Kind of what I was going to uh, lead into too, right? Oh, before I rudely cut no, you off. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is that, yeah, obviously, like those movies, they didn't, they, obviously, they didn't change anything. Right. They just, they're standalone. Right. Except for The Dark Knight, obviously. But like, but this is completely different. And it's one of the big studios, you know? Mm. Uh, so, so do you think that this movie is going to actually impact the way movies are going to start being made, like comic book movies. You know, do you think they're going to try to be way more edgier, edgier and stuff like that? Well, I, I mean, so I don't know. And so, and like, it, you know, in my humble opinion, right? Like, I think that like, 
they, it has been it's trending that way, right? Mm-hmm. So, so in other words, and, and that's why I, I, I look at the Dark Knight series, right? Uh, that, that trilogy as kind of like the hallmark for me, yeah. right? Is where, um, especially when you compare it to like the, the Michael Keaton, George Clooney Batman, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at that, the Christian Bale Batman, right? And, uh, the, the way that they, you know, kind of produce that movie. And, and, it, and again, there's a rawness about that movie mm-hmm. uh, or that trilogy, right? Yeah. And even I think that they're trying to do that with the Man of Steel. And again, I think very intentionally, like not calling it Batman, not calling it Superman, calling it the Dark Knight, calling it the Man of Steel, mm-hmm. right? And now, you know, with the whole Avengers and Marvel, what they're doing. And, 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 and then again, you and I kind of uh, alluded to this earlier today, but like even like these last two X-Men, Right, the first class and um, days of future past. Yeah, days which I really love that movie. Yeah. Um, actually, and that's that I really I really enjoyed what they did with that. Right, and and I I just think that there's there's more there's more intentionality. There's like you know what we're dealing with a sophisticated audience, mm-hmm. right, and and a knowledgeable audience, right, mm-hmm. and we had not and so now we have to be purposeful about this, right? Like we need to like we need to meet those expectations, right? Yeah. And so like there's a realness to it, right? And I and I feel like Deadpool is just kind of like the the next layer to that, right? Like because it is because okay, now okay, so the bar has been raised and and again, we can't stay stagnant, right? We can't leave it here. We have to raise it some more. And I feel like Deadpool takes that next step, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, okay, now what's next? Yeah. Right? And and so I, I like I feel like the trend was already going that way. And it, and it was kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was a bunch of people just sitting, like, we're sitting around. Like, how can we push the envelope, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? R-rated. Like, let's go, right? But And then who can we do? Deadpool, right? Like, it, it's just, it was like a natural fit, right? Like, okay, let's do this. The audience is going to love it. They're going to soak it up, right? And, and like, but let's be true to the character. I, this is the, the direction that I see movies going, right? And then for me, it started with The Dark Knight because it was more bubblegum before, right? Yeah. It was kind of more fluff. Yeah. And then it was like, no, let's get let's get it to what, uh, you know, what essentially what the characters are, right? Let's get, back, let's get back to what's real. What's interesting is I think it's important to look at these films in the, to categorize them as there's Marvel Studios, which makes the, the, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then there's Fox, who mm-hmm. makes the X Men, who made this Deadpool film, mm-hmm. uh, Deadpool film, mm-hmm. made you know the everything associated with X Men, so yeah. Wolverine origin story and yeah. all those, and they're working on a Gambit film. Yeah. And I'm then, excited about that one. Mm-hmm. And then Warner Brothers, which is in their own little thing that has the rights to Batman and Superman, who made my, all the Michael Keaton Batman's, Tim Burton Batman's, the uh, the the Dark Knight trilogy, and uh, is now doing the Superman, Man of Steel, and. Mm-hmm. Batman vs. Superman films. They're all kind of in their own little playgrounds. Marvel is clearly going for a more family-friendly, right. more yeah. uh, humorous. I like the fact they have humor in all of their films. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers is going more brooding, it seems to me. And that's always been the case. Like, Mike, uh, Michael Keaton Batmans have always been about, you know, like, darkness and brooding mm-hmm. leading man and... And not much joy, so to speak, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of like a dark, serious tone. And I think that carried on with with the Dark Knight trilogy. The Dark Knight trilogy was certainly more realistic and practical in kind of what would this this idea be in the real world? How would that be interpreted if yeah. if someone were to actually do this? Yeah, yeah. And more realistic in that sense. And Marvel has always been kind of just 
Yeah. Uh, really focused on an X-Men universe, and I think that, that really defines them, that how they've approached that universe. And it's got a little comedy and a little not very serious. And this is clearly, I think, no question going to change the way Fox approaches things. Yeah. The last movie Fox put out was Fantastic Four, which mm-hmm. was, you know, a disaster. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in a way, it. like there were there were a studio that was a it was a disaster from production. I mean, obviously yeah. there were rumors of the director like going on like crazy drug binge during the production of yeah. the film and lost completely lost control of that that set. Yeah, and the film came out and it was a huge bomb and it was critically panned and a financial failure. So this was a, a studio that even following off of the Spider Man films, which they also own the Spider Man property. Yeah. Spider-Man films, which they rebooted recently and didn't land with audiences, mm-hmm. that they're, they've been on such a bad streak recently that they actually have met with Marvel Studios and gave a deal where now Spider-Man's going to appear in yeah. a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah I'm like excited the, about that yeah, too. I'm, I think that's great for everyone, the fans and whatnot, from a business perspective, that obviously had to hurt them. That was one yeah. of their most prized. Yeah. Spider-Man's like, one of, Spider-Man, Superman, and Batman are probably the three most famous mm-hmm. comic yeah. book characters and most valuable properties. So they were kind of wounded, and especially after Fantastic Four was such a failure, that they needed something, and letting Deadpool be made and seeing that become such a, like, just a really insane kind of hit that it's become. We spoke Mm -hmm. about it being, it crossing the threshold of $300 million domestically, and it's doing better in foreign markets and Asia and whatnot than, than Star Wars. Wow, that's incredible. So, this is a movie where, I mean, you joked about earlier about them only being able to afford two X-Men. Yeah. I feel like in the second movie, they're going to have whatever X-Men they want. Right, yeah. Uh, but this movie is definitely going to change the direction of that studio. They're, yeah. I Clearly, coming off of several failures, I feel like after this is such a success, they're going to kind of rejigger their entire yeah. slate around this movie. There's definitely. already talk of a Venom movie being made, mm-hmm. and I, I I think you're They've crazy. They've been talking about that for a long time, but right, now it's very like, serious about yeah, it now. And it seems like you're crazy if you think they're not going to like try and make that movie oh. like this movie. Yeah. And so I think there's no question it changes how Fox does it. I I wonder, it's an open question about whether how it's yeah. going to change what Warner Brothers or exactly. what what Marvel Studios does. And that's a huge, that's a big, really great point that you just made right now as far as like the different studios that are in charge of these properties, right? Because, yeah, like you mentioned, Marvel is more kind of family friendly, friendly and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I feel like, yeah, if anything, this movie is probably going to just change that like for Fox mm-hmm. and the properties that they're in charge of. So maybe they will try to take that step to be a little edgier and separate themselves from Marvel, like or Disney, I should say, mm. from Disney. Right, Disney. You know, Marvel that's what I'm say. saying. So like, so Fox, that's what they're gonna just bank, try to bank on this as much as possible and try to bring all this uh, new content that's gonna be edgier, edgier. But like, so I don't think Disney is gonna, it's it's gonna affect Disney that much. I don't think they're gonna like. Obviously, what they're doing right now is working. They're making a shitload of money anyways. Yeah. So. Um, but what I do like about uh, uh, Disney is that they do, like we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, is that they are giving these projects over to guys like uh, James Gunn and Joss Whedon, like people that were really small, well, not that known and mm. stuff like that. And and so like they have taken a bunch of risks and especially now with the Star Wars movies. Uh, Ryan Johnson is going to be directing an, uh, a Star Wars movie, so so Disney takes their risks as far as who they're handing over like these stories to and, and these characters and all that stuff. Whereas like it seems like Fox is just going to uh, take the risk and and be edgier and you know take 
risk with the actual content that they're showing to people, right? Mm-hmm. So, on so, one hand, like, I want to give them credit for what they did with Deadpool. Yeah. But in knowing behind the scenes how that film came to be, mm-hmm. they didn't, like, they didn't believe in the film. Like, this is a film that Ryan Johnson, or uh, Ryan Johnson, not Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds played the Deadpool character in the Wolverine Origins yeah. film. Mm-hmm. And he became, like, really obsessed with the character. And he and this writer... Uh, and director like really wanted to make this movie. Yeah. They've been trying to get this movie made since that Wolverine movie came out, which is what like seven years ago. Yeah, or something yeah like that? 2009. Right. They've been like really like fighting at tooth and nail against Fox to get this made. Fox had no interest in this filming made. Yeah. Finally, they acquiesced. They gave them a budget, which is not a huge budget. I think it's like well, I think it was around fifty million, something like that. Fifty three million. Uh, not a huge budget, and kind of let them do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Then they created that effects reel, that the one that kind of leaked and went viral, which is yeah. basically the opening scene of this movie, with, yeah. uh, the, the stunt scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they showed that. Was that was played over and over, yeah. Right. But they, at that point, when everybody saw that, they were killing this movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to make the movie. Mm-hmm. And the story, as it goes, is that Ryan Reynolds himself leaked that footage on the really? internet. So that people can see it, get excited about it, and there would be a groundswell of support that actually kind of forced Fox's hand. Mm. There were so many people who wanted to see the movie get made that they were like, all right, we'll let you make the movie. Mm. But it was almost their lack of interest in the production of this film that led it led to the creation of such a unique movie mm. and something that was so outside the bounds of what anyone else was doing yeah. that I, I feel like they, they weren't that into it. Now that it's a massive hit. I'm kind of afraid that they're going to want to like do this to all of their movies. Yeah, exactly. And they weren't really involved in the creation of this movie. Yeah. Obviously there were there were there there are rumors of how they involved they were on Fantastic 4 mm-hmm. and how it was a detriment to that film. So who knows where it's going to go. I'm I'm actually kind of afraid that people are going to take the wrong message from what what made this film special. It, it really seems to me made this film special is that there were people involved in the creative process from the beginning mm-hmm. who were really, really passionate and knowledgeable about the character. Yeah. yeah. And I kept thinking about that, too, while watching the movie. It's like yeah. just how important this movie was to... Which Ryan you would Reynolds. imagine is well, not going to be the case going forward with all the other films. No, Ranks. no. And we, actually, we, were, we made the comment we were, uh, as we were exiting the theater, right? And like how... Ryan Reynolds to me was like born to play this role. perfect role. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, this is a... I mean, and yeah. so... And I mean, and I actually thought this... Back in 2009, mm-hmm. when he was in the origin story, was like he, like just his wit, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, his sarcasm, right? Like, it's just he was born to play Deadpool, which is interesting to me because I, I didn't know that, that he was pushing for it, but it, but it, it's, it's such a, uh, it's such a perfect marriage between like actor and character, mm-hmm. right? That, um, and you can see it, you see it on right. the film when, you, yeah. when you're watching the movie. It's amazing yeah. because Ryan Reynolds has like been around like Van Wilder. How long yeah. did that come out? Yeah. He's been around forever and well, he's never Lantern. really hit right. Green yeah. Lantern. Lantern. That forgettable. Yeah. You know, right? Like he, they gave him a superhero movie already and it, it bombed. Yeah. So the like finally, I've always liked him. Yeah. I, I've always liked him as a as a comedic actor. Uh-huh. Uh, and to see him like finally, he has like a role that worked for him. Yeah. Like he has a hit now. Yeah. yeah, and it's the film he's been fighting for for how many years? And a, weirdly, a superhero movie. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we'll see what comes of this movie. You know, I mean, only time will tell, right? Yeah. So, um, well, and, and real quick, I mean, and and the whole superhero genre is just taking off and you see like all of these like spin-offs and like you know just more you know like the timeline of the movies that are are yet to be released oh, yeah for so like many the next movies. 10 years yeah yeah, out yeah. Movies yeah exactly insane. yeah insane. so a lot to look forward to in the genre maybe we'll go- come back one day and revisit yeah, this whole part thing two. too so <laughs>
All right, well, that, you know, that was a great conversation. Obviously, there's so many different areas and directions that that conversation can head into. Um, but what we're going to do next is where I'm actually going to, you guys obviously know a lot about comic book movies, right? So I'm going to test your knowledge. So right. we're going to come back. We're going to play a quick trivia game. Okay. Sounds good. All right, and we're back. So like I mentioned, we're going to play a quick trivia game. So I'm going to ask you guys 15 questions. Test your knowledge on comic book movies. See what you really know. I have so written. I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> so some of these, <laughs> some of these are mo- multiple choice. Some of them are not. Okay. So you have to. You might have to think a little bit harder on some, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, what I'm going to do is ask you a question, and without showing the other person your answer, you write it down, and then I'll say answers up, and I'll keep score of who gets what right, right? Uh, so spe- fifth, spe- spelling doesn't count. Huh? <laughs> Spelling doesn't count. Spelling doesn't count. So, right. so, 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 fifteen, right? Spell Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so let's do it. All right. The first question, yeah, is which? And this is gonna be. They're gonna start out a little easier. Then they're gonna get a little bit harder. So okay. I know if they just like fail horribly in the first one, it's only gonna get worse. <laughs> right. So, which two characters have played the Incredible Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Two actors, you mean? Or? Yes. Which two actors have played the Incredible Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> What's wrong, Rick? You look a little confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on. Well, well, what? Wait, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, but no, one is like. Well, you gotta write No, 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 I know, I know. I'm, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, well, right now the name completely. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no? Yeah. Answers up. Yeah, no. Pencils down, answers up. Rick, you got nothing. <laughs> yeah, you got I, two lines. No, so um, that dude that played in American History X. <laughs> no, he's one of my favorite. Here's the thing: he's one of my favorite actors. I okay. cannot. He's, um, you know what? I'm gonna, br- I'm I'm gonna be on nice, the... and I'm gonna give you half a point for that one. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, what do you have? I know Ed Norton and Gary. Mark Buffalo. Ruffalo, sorry. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. Okay. You almost ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're right, Mark I, Buffalo and Ed Norton. I have Norton. very bad handwriting. No, it's so, funny too because oh, and also like you know, Rounders is. One of my like favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Edward Norton is a great you actor. You gotta remember that, man. No, I now, now I, you know, uh, right? Write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, so yeah. Edward Norton and Mark Ruffalo. All right. So, question number two. This is a very easy one. Who directed the Avengers? <laughs> no, see, no, Rick. dude, I, I, I have see, I have zero interest <laughs> in stuff like that. I have zero interest <laughs> in stuff like that. So you asked uh, the wrong guy to the podcast. So no yeah. answer from you again, Mike. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Mentioned him earlier on the show. Yeah, we talked. We mentioned him. I, the thing is, you actually uh, have, have to be interested in stuff like that. Yeah. To pay right. attention. Okay, so you might get this one right. All right, uh-huh. ready? So you might. Okay, I like that. So <laughs> who is, is the showrunner? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, no. So what is Tony Stark's driver's name in the Iron Man movies? Oh, is it driver. Uh, yeah, the uh, character name. Tony Stark's driver's name. In the Iron Man movies, do you remember? He's a character in the comics too. So, I don't know. All right. No, so well, I, I actually so, wrote something down this time. What did you get? What did you I get? put Jarvis. You put Jarvis. No, that's not right. Sorry. I put Jeff. No, it's a not. name. All right. So the name of the character is Happy Hogan. <laughs> Happy Hogan. Happy. Some. That sounds yeah, vaguely he, familiar. In, Happy. It's in the movie. Yeah. So like who? Okay. Bonus. So John Favreau. I'm a God. This is the bonus <laughs> question. <laughs> That was a bonus question, Mike. <laughs> was who played the character? Oh, okay. And it was. Do you, do you hear what you yeah. said? No, I'm not going to give that to you because you blurted it out before I said anything. So it was John Favreau who actually directed 
Iron Man 1 and 2 as well. Oh, that, okay, now I know who you're talking now about. Now you okay, know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, so. But three. I wouldn't have got that anyway, because I don't, again. <laughs> so we're three questions in right now, it's. So it's going to be a, a bloodbath, is what it's going to be. <laughs> Mike has three, and uh, Ricky have half a point. I have a pity half, <laughs> a pity half, a pity half, yeah. All right, so the next question is, uh, for about how long, this is a multiple choice question. Mm-hmm. For about how long was Captain America asleep before being thawed from a deep freeze? Okay, so it's what, about 50 years, uh-huh. about 70 years, about 90 years, or about 110 years. Right okay, so is this according to the movies or according to according the comic? According to the movies. This, this is a comic book oh, movie. Okay, uh, okay so I, I get, uh, you're telling me I got a 25% chance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving it behind my... my yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I got so, an answer down. So There's answers, no changing it. All right, answers up. Rick, right, what you got? I, I put B. Seventy B? years. What'd you get? I put seventy. Yeah. You guys are right. It is yeah. seventy years. All right. So well, that was that. just by judging when World War Two happened. Well, no, and, 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 that's, and that's why I asked because yeah. it, in the comics it's about fifty. Yeah. But because they had to update it for yeah. the movies. All right. So it's kind of up your alley, right? Guardians oh. of the Galaxy question. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what was the name, multiple choice, what was the name of the group of mercenaries who raised Star-Lord? Okay. So the, the first oh, yeah. one is, and don't write your answer down until I finish, right? The Pillagers, the Ravagers, the Reavers, or the Grievers. So again, that's the Pillagers, the Ravagers, the Reavers, or the Grievers. Alright, so answers up. Mike. Uh, B. The Ravagers. Ravagers. Yeah, I put B as well. I can't spell it. So. <laughs> so you're both right. You're both right. Yeah, that was, right. That was one that, yeah, yeah, we, I didn't need the multiple choices. It was Ravagers right. or Reavers, but I feel like Reavers was a head fake yeah. for Firefly. Gotcha. <laughs> Question number six. Guardians of the Galaxy. After which 80s TV star did Star-Lord name his ship? I'm, I, I'll make this mul- mul- multiple choice to uh, help you guys out with this one. Alright, so it's either... Christina Applegate, Heather Locklear, Tiffany Thiessen, or Alyssa Milano. So, Christina Applegate, Heather Locklear, Tiffany Thiessen, or Alyssa Milano. Rick. No, Milano. Alyssa Milano? Alyssa Milano. Yep, you guys are right, man. Alright, so this is close. So we're through six so far. And as of right now, it's three and a half Rick and six Mike. I got some work to do, right? I, I need some more pity points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next question. This is a quote. Who said this? Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good. I know it, but. Uh, okay. I, so it looks like Mike doesn't know it. No. I know it. I just don't yeah. like know it. Know it. Yeah. Five seconds. All right. Uh... <laughs> All this proves is that if you keep asking questions about Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm golden. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't remember his no? name. Okay, so Mike that has no answer. Rick, what is it? It's uh, Drex the Destroyer. Drex the oh, Destroyer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, come back. Here we go. Here we <laughs> yeah. go. Four and a half to six. All right, next question. In which comic book, which comic book movie might you find the character Rorschach? So, what's, it, what's the name again? Rorschach. In which comic book oh. movie might you find the character Rorschach? That's right. I, yeah, that's right. Up, that's also my. You guys good? Yeah. Well, All right. I Rick. I haven't read it yet. Oh, no, you haven't. Okay. No, I'm thinking. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Give me a chance. I think you're right. 
I do apologize that you're missing The Walking Dead. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, it's not, it's not good. I, I got my DVD. I can't remember guy. the name of it. I know yeah. the movie. So, Mike has no answer. Rick, what is it? Watchmen. Yep. I could not remember yeah. that. I, Dr. Manhattan was the only thing yeah. I ever oh. remember. Oh, <laughs> all right. So, five and a half to six, guys. Uh, what was Sam Wilson before he became Falcon? A Navy SEAL, a pararescue, a pilot... Or a professional daredevil, a Navy SEAL, a pararescue, a pilot, or a professional daredevil. Mike, what'd you get? A pararescue. Yeah. Right. Same. Pararescue. You guys are yeah. right. All right. So good. Good. All right. Next question. I just wrote B. <laughs> <laughs> I misspelled pararescue. What is the real name of Punisher? Oh, what is his name? Damn it. Damn it. It's going to be one of those The first name that popped into my head was, no, that's Deadpool. Mm. It's a tough one, right? No, it's it's not. It shouldn't be that tough. No, it shouldn't shouldn't be that that tough. No, damn it. I should have watched it before. (laughs) So one last time. What is the real name of Punisher? It's going to be, as soon as as you tell me, it's going to be like, that's right. I I should know this. All right. I I don't got anything. Nothing? Rick? Mike. I wrote George Punish. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's Frank Castle. You dare it, see? <laughs> Frank I knew, I knew it. Castle. I swear to God. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right, so question yeah. number 12. Um, in 1997, Todd McFarlane's Dark Hero Spawn was brought to the big screen. Who played the creepy but funny clown? Oh, I know this. Um, this is... I'm going to take a shot in the dark. <laughs> in 1997, Tab McFarlane's Dark Hero Spawn was brought to the big screen. Who played the creepy but funny, funny being the keyword? No, no, I know, I know who it is. <laughs> um, he had his whole stand-up thing. Um, Wait, what was the question? I can see his face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who, I'm going to say who, one who, last time. Who played the clown? Okay, yeah. never mind. I had a wrong one there. Oh, I think no, it's, I mean, that's <laughs> fine, because I cannot think of his, I mean, and, and we're friends, it's all good. <laughs> but uh, Alright, so... It's another one where you're going to tell me his name, I'm like, of course, yeah. like, So Castle. you got nothing? Yeah, I can't, right. I can't nothing think of his for name. Rick. Uh, Mike, what do you got? I wrote Danny DeVito. No! no. It's John Leguizamo! Zamo. John Leguizamo? Yeah! Yes. Really? John I don't remember that. Yeah, that you know, was, yeah, he sense. actually did a good yeah. job with that. Yeah. Right, he does so, a good job with everything. All right, so we're through round four. One more round of three questions to go. So right now it's still Mike with six. Oh, I'm sorry, seven. Yeah. Mike with seven and uh, Rick with six and a half. So it's anybody's game right now. Anybody's game. All right. In Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy, what actor played Flat Top? Multiple choice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, War- like Dick Tracy had a humongous catch, right? Uh, if you remember that, I do. But all right, so Dick Tracy's in, in War Babies, Dick Tracy, what actor played Flat Top? Ed O. Ross, Philip Baker Hall, Kid from Kid and Play, William Forsythe, or Dustin Hoffman? Oh wow, there's, there's mm. actually there's there's five choices. Okay, yeah. I was pretty confident. I knew who it was, but yeah. he was not on that list. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, so it's, not, Ma- it's not Madonna. It's, no. <laughs> it's <laughs> not Flea. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Let's see him again. Edel Ross, Philip Baker Hall, which is the name I'm pretty sure you're making up right now. Kid from Kid and Play, 
William Forsythe, and then Dustin Hoffman is the last choice. Alright, so you guys got your choices? Yeah. Alright, so Rick, what'd you pick? I'm gonna go with the unlikely choice of Dustin Hoffman. Mike? I went same. No. Uh No? It's William Forsythe. Uh, I thought you guys were gonna have that, but you know he really was in the movie. Really thought it was Flea. Dustin Hoffman was in the movie. <laughs> I know he was in the movie. Yeah, but I, but when you described him as flat top, I, I didn't think that that was yeah. the correct answer. So. All right, couple questions to go. In the original Superman, with the late great Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. uh, Marlon Bla- uh, Marlon Brando played Superman's father. What was his name? Multiple choice to help you out. No. So no. in the original, <laughs> we're all gonna get it now. In the original. Zod, Nod, Rod, Vorel, or Jarrell? Uh, E. Uh, Jarrell. Jarrell. Son of Jarrell. Pretty pretty much a layup. That's it. So, as of right now, it is eight to seven and a half. (laughs) No, it's not. He's up by by more than a half. No, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I promise you. You made some good ground in the second round. Well, or the uh, third round. Last question. This is for the victory, right? Mm-hmm. Who portrays villain Howard Saint in the movie The Punisher? Who portrays him? Who portrays the villain Howard Saint in yeah. the movie The Punisher? You, you're looking for an actor's name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I have not seen this movie, nor do I know who any of these characters what? are other than The Punisher. Alright, I can, I can have multiple choice for you guys. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna help you guys out. It's Nicholas. I'm gonna go ahead and write Nicholas Cage in. <laughs> and wait for you to bring that up. No. Oh, I know who it is. Wait, I think I know who it is. <laughs> Alright. I can't believe that actually popped into my head. The multiple choice is probably gonna give it away. Already? Yeah, I think so. so. Who you don't have to, I think I have it. Yeah? Oh, you wanna go? We can just go. Let's, let's do it. Go. Let's All right, go. Let's do it. Okay. All right, so let's go with you, Rick. I, I said Mo, uh, Michael Duncan Clark. That's a guy, Michael right? Clark oh! Duncan. Who did you think? I went, you're not going to believe this, Ving Grames, the guy he's always confused with. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them, right? You're no. both wrong! No! <laughs> it's John Travolta! What? Is yeah! Oh, I fuck that movie. What? <laughs> You guys are way off. We're just the same. We're just the same thing. Daredevil, right? Yeah. It's a Daredevil yeah. movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're thinking about Daredevil. I got Mr. Uh, big. No. I don't know. Fuck, he's a big guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That does it. Mike, you win by a hair. Eight to seven yes. and a half. Congratulations. Keep the streak alive. Yes. So there we go. That's it. That does it for the show, guys. Yeah. Uh, um. So... You know, thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, like I mentioned before, you can find all of our episodes at somecinema.com and on iTunes. Um, but I guess, Rick, if people want to find you on the social media, how can they find you? Uh, oh, well, I mean, most commonly at RickDog35, right? That's Twitter, Snapchat, uh, most, most social medias, Rick Diaz on Facebook. Okay, cool. And what about you, uh, Mike? Uh, I'm at Mike Gonzalez with a Z, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. All right. On and Twitter. You- yeah, and, and can... everywhere really. Oh, or not Mike Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, at not Mike Gonzalez, right? You said yeah, yeah, really right. Instagram or something on Instagram. That's yeah. what it is. All right, and uh, you can find me at the Lopez Twenty Three on Instagram and Twitter as well. You can find some of my other projects, My Yellow Sun, about uh, you know storytelling uh, on myyellowsun.com. and you can also find Fee Bruce, the Fee Bruce Podcast, 
at thebrewsbeardclub.com. We talk about craft beer. That does it, Rick. Thanks again for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. It was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you guys so much uh, for listening, and we'll hope you hope you join us next time. Um, like I mentioned, you can find our episodes at somecinema.com. Talk to you later. <laughs>